Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The holiday season can be difficult for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. Sports, well, that's one of them. Maybe it's a trigger for holiday depression. Again, that is caused by many, many things. Since Thanksgiving, since that terrible Bears-Lions game, some weird, depressing things have happened since then. We need to discuss. Christina Costanza hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Since I was a kid, there's been just a couple of constants in my sports life where I've looked forward to it, it's must-see, it's must-watch, and that's about to come to an end, and I'm having a little bit of a difficult time coping with it as we start the holiday season. Ken Levick Live, Wednesday, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speakers. In the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sparkly and beautiful Intracoastal. Tina Costanza, 3 o'clock every day. Josh Cohen and the home team, she's here with me, making sure things run smoothly and babysitting me until 1 o'clock. I am again Ken Levicka. So, uh, Tina, are you familiar with the term holiday depression? No. You haven't heard of holiday depression? No, because I is, feel like the holidays are supposed to be happy. Well, yeah, and, and that generally is the case. But this is actually a clinical term. This is something that can be diagnosed. In mental health circles, holiday depression is a real thing because while you are merry and cheery and you look forward to the holidays, there are some yeah, that actually, yeah. have have lost a family member recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people that maybe feel lonely because they've had a falling out with family or loved ones. Uh, those that feel stressed out or overwhelmed because of the holidays, because their schedule gets so tight. They've got to bring the kids here and there and go shopping and handle crowds in the malls, and there's the constant traffic. Uh, There are a lot of different triggers for holiday depression. And again, this is something that is, is diagnosed in people. Okay, yeah, I definitely get it now. When you start talking about it more, yeah, there's obviously yeah. some, there's times and holidays where, yes, it's very upsetting because of those family members that aren't here anymore. Or again, you know, with the year we've had this year, you oh, know, yeah. might not be talking to family. Right, yeah, uh, that's a great point, yeah. actually. Um, okay, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, so holiday depression's a real thing. So oh, now you okay. know, good, I taught you something, excellent. Wow, I learned about lemmings yesterday. Lemmings, they hol- throw themselves off cliffs. Very upset about that yeah. because they're really cute. That has nothing to do with depression, though. That's just no. a biological response. Yes, and yeah. now holiday depression. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh do you remember when we talked about the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or otherwise known as the day before Thanksgiving? And I said that Bears Lions was going to be truly one of the biggest NFL embarrassments and the darkest Thanksgiving moment since the white man brought smallpox over to this continent. Do you remember when I said that on Wednesday? Yes, it was the game that you were going to probably not watch and actually go hang out with your family. <laughs> well, so, yes, I got news I remember. for you. I watched that game and didn't <laughs> hang with my family. And I regret watching that game every second of my being. It was atrocious. 
And I firmly believe that it has done something to us cosmically from a sports perspective. I think that that game that was played so poorly, where the Lions racked up about 45 penalties in that game, and the Bears just ran down, ran down, ran down, ran down the clock to kick a field goal that wasn't a certainty to to keep the Lions winless. And again, one of the more horrific games we've ever seen, not just on Thanksgiving, but ever in NFL history. I think it's done something to us. I think it's thrown the universe off balance. I think there is something in the cosmos that has been disrupted because of that. Because since that opening Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day game, there's been a lot of weird in sports. A lot of weird in sports. We've had, for the first time I can remember, multiple massive college football coaching moves where these highly paid championship caliber coaches at these monstrous programs have decided to go to not even debatably lesser programs. Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, the Mets have given baseball's most expensive contract of all time. The Mets are acting like the Yankees. It's really, really, really weird. Uh, You have, and Evan Cohen tweeted about this. You hear him commercial free 5 o'clock every day. Uh, He tweeted about this bizarro sports world. It included this example, too, of uh, when he was a child, you know, the Knicks were dominant. Now that he's an adult, the Nets are the Knicks. And last night, the Knicks lose to the Nets, and all the Knicks want to do is make excuses and blame the officiating because the Nets are the standard in New York. Like there, everything is turned upside down. Everything is weird. Manny Diaz, we thought he was fired three weeks ago. He's still the head coach of Miami, Tina. In the, the 24 hours ago, we talked about Manny Diaz still being the head coach at Miami. Three weeks ago, we talked about Manny Diaz being fired. Well, nothing's changed from yesterday to now, Tina. Manny Diaz is still the head coach. I firmly believe that Bears-Lions threw something off and... Like right now, sports is trying to hurdle or spiral some of us into an early holiday depression. Sports can be a trigger. I firmly believe that. It could be the loss of a family member. It could be a falling out with the family. And that's probably more prevalent than, all, than, than it's ever been right now. Tina pointed that out, and she's spot on with it. I know I get stressed out when it's not the holidays. I get super stressed out when it is the holidays. It's also, Tina, getting dark at five o'clock, oh. that's depressing. Yeah, that's very you have depressing. very little sunlight in an area of the country where we're known for our sunshine, uh, and and sports triggers this as well. <laughs> I think that can be a trigger. And for me, you know what triggered my early sports holiday depression? It was listening to this man yesterday. This man, being Jupiter Island resident Tiger Woods, and he was discussing whether or not. He'll ever be in contention for a major again as he tries to come off of that catastrophic leg injury following that accident, that car accident he had earlier this year. And listen to this from someone who we thought was unbreakable, someone that we thought was indestructible. Here's Tiger Woods' response to whether or not he can compete at a major any longer. Once I started building, I realized that after Tampa that I could win. Okay, none. Then I proved to myself that I could take the lead in the British Open. Okay, well, I could 
close, even though I did not win, I closed pretty good at the PGA at Belle Reve. And then 19, I won the Masters. Okay, well, I, I don't see that type of trend going forward for me. I won't have the opportunity to practice in, given the condition of my leg um, and build up. I, I just don't. So I mean, it's going to have to be a different way of doing it. Um, and that's okay, and I'm at peace with that. I've, I've made the climb enough times. Basically conceding that I'm not going to be able to get to that level anymore. I can't do that anymore. I can't practice like I did. And I've come to peace with that. He's going to compete in majors. He's not going to win majors. And he's probably very rarely going to be there on the weekend at majors. That's Tiger Woods, Tina. That's the man. That's the legend. That's the myth come to reality. And now after that car accident, after all of the things he had with the back, the constant surgeries, the debilitating pain, him being hunched over on his patio where his kids had to go call for help. He came back from that. But finally, he met something that has pretty much ended his career as we know it. We've been speculating on the end of Tiger Woods for quite some time, but he found ways to defy that, but now he's, he's gone. That's it. That's it. And that is depressing. Because that is someone that had always been there. That is someone who is always at the top of the sport. That is the person that got me starting to watch golf. And now that he's going to be gone and he's acknowledging that he's coming to peace with that, I'm not ready to come to peace with that. Because I don't know what I do anymore as a golf fan with no Tiger. That's depressing. That's been my source of early holiday depression. And again, this all stems from Bears-Lions. I blame you, Dan Campbell. I blame you, Andy Dalton. I blame you, Jared Goff. I especially blame you, Matt Nagy. (laughs) Tiger Woods basically saying, yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. That's my early source of holiday depression. What about you? What's your early source of holiday depression since Thanksgiving? 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. What has been your source of of holiday depression since Thanksgiving. It's still weird to hear Tiger, who I thought was, I mean, nothing was going to keep him down. Not the cheating allegations that he finally came all the way back from after being buried by national and international media. And you know, Tina, that's when I became a huge Tiger fan. I was always just sort of, hey, I'd like to see the best get knocked off. But once... Uh, he, he cheated on Elin and everything came out and things sort of snowballed and it became fun and trendy to pile on the guy to where people were openly rooting for his demise over a mistake that, let's be honest, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of men, uh, they make that mistake on a yearly basis and they're not his profile or they just sort of move on with their lives. He was never allowed to move on with his life. And people in golf, especially, were rooting for him to fail. That's when I became a huge Tiger fan. Because it was sort of a defiance, sort of a lay off this dude. I, that, that You should be able to separate his personal misgivings from his professional accomplishments. And that's when I became a Tiger fan. And he came back from all of that and was able to regain a number one in the world ranking. Then the back problems started. Then he came back from that. And he won the Masters, which is still one of the greatest sports moments, most memorable sports moments of my life. 
And now him after that car accident, which came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere. And he acknowledged, yeah, I'm at peace with that. I'm never going to be able to ramp up like I did previously. I can't get to that height any longer. I mean, Tina, we're talking about a generational talent. Uh, he, he is someone that even yeah, though I knew, Ty- I knew Tiger. you're casual, casual sports fan and certainly not someone that's going to sit down and watch golf. No, no. And Tiger Woods is someone that even you could appreciate. Yes, and I've known for I've known about for years. So, but okay, so so a few things, Ken. Mm-hmm. First, you are so extra. Why? You, Why? You just really hated this. You like despise this Lions Bears game because it was like, embarrassing, despi- and and the Lions should be kicked off. That, of, uh, it wasn't that. No, bad. it was it was horrific. I have seen in my in my fifteen years, I've seen some bad high school football in person down here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. And I would put any of those games, and I'm talking like six three mud filled field goal ridden games. It was better played with less penalties than the Lions and the Bears. Okay, so that that game I didn't think was you know crazy, and I don't think it spiraled into all these things. I was I the voice of a- FAU for a one win season in 2011. <laughs> I was the <laughs> voice was of FAU for back to back to back three and nine seasons. Tina, okay, I know something a little bit of something <laughs> about bad football. Okay. Okay, well, I don't think this game spiraled all these just co- things that have been a coincidence with these head coaches. Yes. Kind of crazy both of them are going to these schools that you know and how it kind of played out. But don't think that's all because of the Lions and Bears game. Tiger, it's sad. Because yes, we he it it's it probably took so much of him and so much of us probably appreciate him saying this because he's letting us know this is what's to come. There's not I you know, like he said, I he probably can't climb that mountain again. And, you know, so it's sad. But at least he's not leaving. But I could see that, you know, being your source of holiday depression. Yeah, yeah, it, it's sad. It I googled sad. this holiday depression thing too, uh-huh. and nothing's really come up. So I don't know if I believe you. No, just go. I mean, what, I literally googled. Did you use Google or did you? I use Google. Okay, like you didn't use Ask Jeeves. You no, used it Google. Just, no, yeah, it, it it it's giving me sources to help depression, but not holiday depression. There's no holiday depression. Keep looking. Up. I promise you. I promise <laughs> you, it's there. Holiday depression is a very real thing, and for me, it's before I've even stepped foot into a mall. It's before I've gotten into a fight with a fellow shopper or seen a shopper try and oh fight gosh. a cashier. I bet you're road the worst. Rage. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I like to treat people I don't like people inherently but I like to treat people with respect okay so I don't yell at cashiers I don't make scenes I feel bad for cashiers I feel bad for people who work in retail especially this time of year oh yeah because it's a thankless damn job Mm -hmm. and we should be commending these people for serving our whim during the holiday season they don't have to do it especially for the money they make or don't make more accurately so do me a favor and treat the cashiers treat the employees in retail with some damn respect this time of year. Tiger Woods, for all intents and purposes, saying, yeah, it's never going to be the same. And a major, probably not going to be there at the top. That's been an early source of holiday depression for me. Another one, a secondary one, is just seeing this huge amount of money. This huge amount oh, yeah, of money. I wish I had all that money. Being thrown around to college football coaches. Meanwhile, we still, still have university presidents who are against name, image, and likeness, NIL, and players making some money on the side. 
Meanwhile, ah, here you go. Here's a $110 million contract, Lincoln Riley. Enjoy. I mean, how badly of a double standard, how ill in the head do you have to be for you to try and justify that? I saw something that. on Twitter about, I don't know if, it, I think it was Brian Kelly, like the bonuses he would make mm-hmm. get the, for the bowl games. So, I, yeah. my my jaw just dropped. So get this, and I cannot remember. Actually, let me, when we, when we come back from break, uh, there might be a typo in Brian Kelly's contract with LSU oh. that may make him a lot more money than LSU oh. initially oh. planned for. So hold on. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. We'll we'll come back from the break with that. But I want to talk about people's source of holiday depression, early sports-related, because there's been a couple of things where I've just been like, what is happening? What is going on? And it started with that Bears-Lions game. You can poo-poo it all you want, Tina. I'm going to poo-poo it. I, th- things weren't this backwards and insane before that game at Ford Field on Thursday Do you morning. see the Steelers? They yeah. have been backwards for a while. Well, that was, I mean, that was, forget backwards. They had been going <laughs> backwards, and they fell off of a cliff uh-huh. against the Bengals. I mean, that was a thorough, thorough trashing, and they're in some serious trouble. What's been your source of holiday depression early in this holiday season since Thanksgiving? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and feel free to tweet at us, as always, at ESPN West Palm. Where are we going, Tina? Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo is on Ken LeVick Alive. Leo, what's up, brother? Hey, so the first thing that's been giving me holiday depression, it started a little bit earlier than the holidays, but talking about them talking about uh, the sports people talking about Patriots and Bucks Super Bowl that that made me depressed <laughs> right there seeing the Patriots come back like that as a Dolphins fan and being talked about it in the Super Bowl like that I'm just like please God no like Michael Scott on <laughs> the office but, but yeah I think I think that holiday depression is called seasonal affective disorder or sad and for See, this sure, is why and, we uh, like smart people listening to the show. Thank you for but this that, But this Leo. is why it's not coming up on Google, because you don't know the actual right. correct term. Oh, sorry. I'm not a, I'm not a licensed psychologist, Tina. You, you literally, in the beginning of the show, were saying this is what holiday depression is. Okay, but that's another name for it. What, what, what is it called again, Leo? It's called uh, seasonal affective disorder, and every year yeah, around the holidays, uh, you know, a lot of people get it. I'm yep. not a, I'm not a doctor or anything, no, but right. I just wanted to clarify. Google that, Tina. <laughs> Leo, appreciate the call. Hang Thanks, in there, guys. pal. Thank you. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, real quick, uh, this is from Darren Ravel. I woke up this morning, and one thing that did briefly pull me out of my Tiger Woods-related sports holiday depression is a tweet from Darren Ravel. Now, I generally don't go to Darren Ravel if I want to feel better about anything, but get this, Tina. We have a new nickname in the NFL. Okay. I like nicknames. Mac Jones, Patriots quarterback, has trademarked the nickname MJ10. So there's TB12. Mac Jones... That Mac Jones, the apex of nerd, the dough ball, the Patriots quarterback, he thinks now, through four, uh, 12 games, that he's played well enough, and he thinks he's marketable enough to where he's now MJ10. 
No, this is way too early. Nobody no, no. on the planet to this point, nobody on the planet to this point has referred to Mac Jones as MJ10. <laughs> nobody. Not a single person. Like, how does this happen? Did he wake up one morning and say, oh, with his man boobs jiggling, getting out of bed? Hey. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go throw the football. You know what? I'd MJ ten. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Like, how did that come about? <laughs> MJ ten. No one has called Mac Jones that, and no one's going to call Mac Jones that. Him trying to rip off Tom Brady. Mac, you got a long way to go, kid. You got a long way to go before you can give yourself the nickname. MJ10, because we all know that if you're giving yourself a nickname, that's the peak of lame. Yeah, you can't do that. No, MJ10. Ah, CP3. Ah, TB12. Ah, MJ10. One of those doesn't belong. And it's the guy who's played 12 games and just barely throws for more yards per attempt than Tua Tungavailoa. MJ10. <laughs> What's been your early source of holiday depression since Thanksgiving? Me, it's Tiger Woods basically throwing in the towel. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. And let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program doesn't need fancy nicknames, doesn't need to trademark any sort of chintzy stupidity like Mac Jones. No, 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 no. Because they're not hiding behind anything because the FAU Sports, uh, NBA Sports uh, Management Program, it gets results. It makes sure that it explains what it is. You get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic, which is worth its weight in gold. They've been doing it, like I said, for 22 years. You are getting taught by those in the sports industry. Don't believe me? Don't believe in the results? Well, let me tell you about Tia Edwards been promoted to the ticketing coordinator for the Miami Open at Hard Rock Stadium. So we're talking about the big-time tennis tournament here in South Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. The ticketing coordinator, if you're going to go down there, the person you're dealing with who's overseeing all of that, this is a massive position, it's Tia Edwards, who got her MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. That's just one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples that have piled up over 22 years. It's a top 20 program in the world for MBA sport management programs. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA sport, fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. What's been your source of sports-related holiday depression since Thanksgiving? For me, it's Tiger Woods. Uh, we have gotten... The prospect of a Bucks patriots Super Bowl? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And when we return, Brian Kelly. What did he actually say to his Notre Dame players? We'll discuss when we come back. She's Tina Costanza, part of the home team. Every day, 3 o'clock. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. So it turns out Brian Kelly met with his football team at 7 a.m. for a little over three minutes and then walked out and went to Baton Rouge. What did he say? 
how long should those meetings take? And maybe most importantly, did Brian Kelly bring breakfast food? Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Tina Costanza, she's able to hang with us until 1 o'clock. Don't forget Josh Cohen and the home team. Tina's part of that. 3 o'clock today. Evan Cohen, 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. One of the ways, and we've been talking about sports-triggered holiday depression. Love you, Tiger. I'm sad you're walking away. One of the ways to cure this, though, is to beat the traffic, the gridlock, all the nonsense on 95, the Turnpike, all our side streets here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You want to know how you do that? With Brightline, because Brightline is back and better than ever. It's the quickest way to get through South Florida. Stations in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and West Palm, new restaurants, station upgrades. Their new Brightline Plus service will get you to and from the stations going car-free, carefree in South Florida. It's easier than ever. The trains run daily between Miami and Fort Lauderdale and West Palm, and for a limited time, this is awesome. Your first ride is the F word, free, free. Visit GoBrightLine.com or download the Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com. Download that Brightline app. That's what I've done. It makes it so much easier. Create an account to get your free ride today. Have a bright day. Enjoy the ride with Brightline. This is an absolute no-brainer. Again, GoBrightline.com or download the Brightline app and just make a little part of your life a little less stressful with Brightline. All right, Tina, we're going to give this a shot. I want people to hear Brian Kelly, at least a little bit of Brian Kelly. He had that 7 a.m. meeting yesterday. He brought his team in, his Notre Dame team in, at 7 a.m. to get broken up with. Okay? He announced via text there was going to be a 7 a.m. meeting as he was flying back from Baton Rouge on Tuesday, or on Monday, and said, hey, meet me at 7 a.m. so I can break up with you. So this is a little bit of what Brian Kelly had to say to his team, again, at 7 a.m. Coming here so early in the morning, I really appreciate it. Obviously, there's a lot going on. The way we're going to do this is Brian going to speak to you briefly. This is Jack Swarbuck, the AD. I want to share a few thoughts with you, but I want to mainly answer any questions you have about anything. So uh, turn it over to Brian, and I'll be back up. Thanks, Sam. Morning, guys. Um, thanks for getting up here in, in short order, short notice. Um, as you know, I sent out a text last night trying to um, give you as much notice as possible given the circumstances that uh, we all know uh, that happened relative to social media and information getting out. Um, and look, I know we've been through this together. Um, I've recruited virtually everybody in this room. Uh, and I want to be able to tell you face to face, you know, why we're at where we're at. And that is very simply that um, the past 12 years have been uh, the most incredible 12 years of my life for me and my family uh, being here in Notre Dame. Uh, magical in what we've been able to build with the most incredible student athletes, the ones that I'm looking at right now. Um, and so many times people looking for a reason to blame or there was a reason for something. There was nothing here but first class in everything that Notre Dame has done uh, for me and my family. Um, I saw um, my time here as a blessing working with incredible 
men on a day-to-day basis. Um, but there comes a time where you look in your life for another opportunity. And I felt like it was time in my life for another challenge. Um, and I saw that opportunity in a very short window and um, felt that it was best for me and my family uh, to pursue a new Yep. So he basically gave the, hey, you know what? It's not you, it's me. And it was time for another opportunity. That's basically what he it's gave, not right, you, Tina? It's me, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what he did. And so that lasted about three and a half minutes, and then he was out the door and he was gone. The, the, the amount of time has been really focused on among social media circles, saying he only met with his team for three minutes and then he left. Like I get, we make fun it was a 7 a.m. meeting, but how much longer? How much longer should Brian Kelly like hang around to say goodbye to his team? Like how long he should was that actually be? For 12 years? Yeah. You think he should be there uh, a minute for every year he was at Notre Dame? No, but 3 minutes? I mean, what do you want him to do? Like come up with a PowerPoint presentation of what LSU offered him from a contract standpoint and then his real estate plan after he goes down to Baton Rouge followed by a photo collage set yeah. to like Green Day good riddance after with some of his greatest memories with his players. What do you want him to do? Create a PowerPoint? Like he goes and says farewell. He didn't have to, I suppose. He flew all the way up there only to go back. Like I, I just, I don't know. This focus on they spent X amount of minutes saying bye to their team, that's it? I, at least he did it, right? Yeah, I guess I don't really know what the common thing is to do. And again, this is more new now where players are finding out about their coaches going to new teams through social media. So, you know, I would think maybe it'd be a little bit longer if it wasn't so like the players found out first. Like if he was able to tell them first, it definitely I think it'd be longer than three minutes, you know, leave on a good goodbye. But this was definitely awkward because they already knew it's again 7 a.m., in the, in the morning that he's telling them this when they already know everything and have seen everything on social media already. So I guess this is okay, three minutes. I mean, just so you know, Tommy Tuberville, who's now a U.S. senator from the state of Alabama, he was the head coach at Texas Tech. He took some recruits to dinner and then walked out in the middle of dinner and flew to Cincinnati to take the Cincinnati job. Wow. Yeah. So, Brian, so tell I, me based I guess on I ap- that. I appreciate that then. That, you know, he... Imagine, I don't know if they, you know, I don't understand college football. I don't follow college football, so I don't know if they'll play each other ever. But at least if when they if they ever do that, you I'm know, sure they he will. said his goodbyes. Yeah. And hopefully they're all, even though this he made kind of history, the first coach to leave Notre Dame, I still, at least he's leaving on this note saying goodbye I in just, person. Yeah, I, I just don't know when we talk about length of time saying bye to your players. Like, how much longer do you want that to linger? If you break up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a partner... Like, do you purposely go in there hoping that it lasts 45 minutes of awkwardness? No. No. Like, get in right, and right, get yeah. out. You're Say right. your piece and leave. Like, what did you want Brian Kelly to do? Sit down with the guitar and have a final sing-along with his team? Like, I don't understand what people are asking for. Is Brian Kelly a good guy? No. Is he sort of gross? Absolutely. Did he do the right thing here? Yeah. Now, 7 a.m., I think that makes it a little more difficult to stomach, the quick goodbye, but I prefer that as a player than having this thing drawn out 30, 35 minutes. At some point, you just say, all right, good. Thank you for saying bye, and let's just kind of part ways. 
I'm not going to go up to him crying, saying, don't leave me. Don't go to Louisiana. It's it. Clean break. You're out. You're done. That's fine. And when he just left the building after yeah, that? Yeah, and he got back on his private jet, and he embarked on his, he embarked on his, uh, his farewell. Now, Ross Dellinger tweeted the following. He is with Sports Illustrated. So here are the terms of Brian Kelly's contract, okay? So he's making right around $10 million a year. With incentives, it could raise right around $500, or, uh, $15 million a year. Uh, wow, so wow. if, if LSU becomes bowl eligible, he gets $500,000 at LSU. Six wins earns him $500,000 every single year. There's a thought that that might be a typo, but it's signed. So now it's binding, but $500,000 simply to get six wins. What was that? What, what, what's the typo? Like 50? Yeah, yeah. The assumption is it was $50,000. But then he followed up, Ross Dellinger did right after, that nope, LSU's lawyers confirm $500,000 if LSU is simply bowl eligible. I mean, that's insane. That's insane. That's why Brian Kelly is leaving for LSU. Like Brian Kelly, forget the "it's not you, it's me." I was looking for a new yeah. What he should say is to challenge yeah, myself. Yeah, I, I need another challenge, and, yeah. another opportunity. Just be open. It's not you, it's my bank account. Yeah, like that's the real way. My and bank account that. really liked yeah. this offer, and I'd respect that, guys. Six wins here, and people get mad at me. I go to LSU, six wins, and I get five hundred thousand dollars. Like, yeah, there, I do it too. Sorry. Like, sorry, Notre Dame, you're a stepping stone job now because LSU is throwing insane money. That's okay. And short breakups are okay. Real quick before we go to break, I'm just going to tell you a quick story about this. So Lane Kiffin at FAU, you know how he told his team he was leaving? How? He did it in the locker room after the Conference USA Championship win in 2019. There had been rumors all week that he was leaving for Ole Miss. He didn't do his coach's show that week. And... Everybody knew he was out. Players are on social media. So what did he do? After the win, everyone's celebrating. Coach stepped up in front of the players. He said, hey, I want to thank all you. I'm heading to take a job and opportunity at Ole Miss. Go to the SEC. I really appreciate you. I learned a lot from you. These things happen in college football. It is nothing against you. He introduced the interim head coach, which was Glenn Spencer at the time. And that was it. And you know what? That was enough. Lane didn't need to bring everyone in at 7 o'clock to say, hey, I'm doing this and you already all know about it. They won. They won a championship. They were going to go to a bowl game. He went in the locker room. He told them all what they already knew. He told them he loved them. And then he went to Oxford. And that was enough. It doesn't need to be this long, drawn-out process where we sing kumbaya and pray together. You no. love that word, kumbaya. No, we, don't, we don't need to do that. We don't need Green Day playing in the background. We don't need the graduation song from Vitamin C playing in the background. You just say, bye, thank you, appreciate it. I'm doing this. And he said, I'm going to where I'm going because of you, and I appreciate you. And that's enough. That's enough. Enough with this focus on the time spent saying goodbye. 
Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, and we are streaming at ESPN West Palm, the uh, free ESPN app. The South Florida Fair is coming up. It's right around the corner. Seems quick. It seems like just yesterday we were at the South Florida Fair. Uh, but all the favorites are back. The fried Oreos, the live animals, the rides, the music. There's so much more than that. Looking for a holiday gift? Give the gift of fun. Get great savings at the South Florida Fair with their discount tickets. Fair tickets on sale now. They're on sale now at SouthFloridaFair.com and at Publix, including the Mega Saver package, four any day admissions, two ride and wristband vouchers, and four $5 food tickets, a $150 value on sale now for just 98 bucks. You heard that correctly. $150 value for just 98 bucks. The South Florida Fair, it's a no-brainer. Opens January 14th in West Palm. Go to SouthFloridaFair.com. That's SouthFloridaFair.com for the South Florida Fair. All these coaching moves, how do they come about? How do these contracts get negotiated? Luckily, we have someone who knows all about it. That's Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorney. Spent 20 years as an NFL agent in some of the most contentious negotiations. Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and he's going to shed some light on this when we come back. She's Christina Costanza. I'm Ken Lavica. Pat Lawler coming up. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Brian Kelly spent only three and a half minutes with his team. Only masochists love long, drawn-out breakups. I mean, Tina, you told the story yesterday of how you had a long-term boyfriend that you had to break up with over the phone yeah. because it would have been too awkward to actually do it face-to-face and too combative to do it face-to-face. Yeah, when you put it that way, like when you think of breakups personally, you do want them over very quickly. They're not drawn out. You don't go in there hoping to be there for an hour. You go in no. there hoping to be in there for five minutes. You end it, you say bye, and you're done. And you get out. Yeah. Brian Kelly did that. He flew in specifically to do that. Does Brian Kelly have a lot of undesirable features? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Most of which sending a graduate assistant 50 feet in the air in, in, in 70 mile an hour winds and uh, said graduate assistant dying. Not good. But that, like, he said bye. And he did it quickly. Nobody wants a long drawn out breakup unless you're just extra and dramatic. Though Tina calls me extra all the time. Yeah. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, uh, you don't want to have to start paying extra if your AC goes down. That sucks. You'd rather just maintain your air conditioning. And that's where you go with EDS. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, they have been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated all throughout South Florida. And say you have family coming down for the holidays and they're saying, ah, yay, the sunshine. We get to leave the snowy recesses of Minnesota or Pennsylvania or New York. And we're here with our friends. But guess what? It's 86 degrees. It's December 22nd. And your AC goes out. Then everybody's pissed off. That's a problem. Don't be an embarrassment to your family. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. Make sure that that AC unit is correct. Make sure that it's right. 
And EDS will, because they're a trained comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, 561-316-8799. That's 561-316-8799 for EDS Air Conditioning. Let's bring in an expert, someone who actually knows what the hell he's talking about. He joins us every week here on Ken Levicka Live. He is our sports agent insider, our sports law insider. Spent 20 years as an NFL agent for names like Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. And now he is the man at Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys. It's Pat Lawler with us here on Ken Levick Alive. First of all, Pat, how was Thanksgiving? Yummy. Very good. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, I, I want to ask you because I, uh, I, I started the show talking about my sports induced seasonal depression, my holiday depression. And it's largely from hearing Tiger Woods basically say, yeah, you know what? Uh, when it comes to majors, I'm just really not going to be able to do it anymore that hurts that's a guy that's always been there always been the standard of excellence and i blame this on that terrible lions bears game on thanksgiving morning (laughs) because that threw the sports cosmos all out of line uh is there anything sports wise where you've just said to yourself over the last couple of days good god this is terrible well the only thing i'm glad i missed the shambo uh kefka match I yep. think not seeing it would have depressed me more, knowing how much money they're making. Yep, we're yep. the idiots watching it. Absolutely, and Deshambo was absolutely terrible in that uh, yeah. in that match as well. All right, let's dig in here because I, unless I'm missing something, we've never seen anything like this. The magnitude of coach, the money thrown around, back to back days, the programs involved in all of this. Uh, so I want to I want to start by by simply asking you, what is the agent's role? when there's a college coach that's being pursued by another school? It's, it's many, many uh, areas to address. The biggest one is understanding the buyout, understanding uh, the new agreement. Uh, the other stuff with leaving a team and living, leaving university, that's just a byproduct. But there's so much money involved, and it's just like a, a marriage. I mean, how many 60% lead to divorce? 20, 25% of these D1 coaches are losing their job every year. So mm-hmm. you've got to prepare for an exit down the road. So it's making sure if it's the right fit, how many, how many people do you have uh, looking at you to, to come, you know, supply demand. Uh, the coaches moving this year were surprising. I mean, you knew Lincoln Riley was going to move uh, USC. Interesting. Mike uh, Kelly to LSU, very interesting. Uh, but the money is, is getting out of hand. The Mel Tucker deal, uh, that just shocked me. Yeah, shocked t- the conscience, as they say. Ten years for, for Mel Tucker. Now, the buyout for Mel Tucker is relatively small. Then we see mm. Ed Orgeron got a $17 million buyout, and then Brian Kelly is going to get a double-digit buyout back-to-back with that huge almost $10 million a year base contract. Is the buyout the most pivotal thing to negotiate in a deal like that? Uh, not really. I think that comes down. There's so much money, money flowing around these major universities. Uh, it's really between the schools trying to recoup some of the money uh, from losing a guy because they're going to have to use it on the next coach. The real, the real trick comes when the coach is fired. You know, yeah. paying like let's say Mel Tucker said he's guaranteed. I think like seventy five million right. if he's fired, and then they they all of a sudden let's let's get real, Ken. Every major university has some type of NCAA violations. I don't give a damn who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what these schools do. They will use that as a quote, maybe a costing to hold back money on some people. So a lot of we're putting, uh, you know, caveats in there and provisions that you can't pull that crap on me. You know, you got to pay me what you said you're going to pay me if you're going to let me go. 
et cetera. So that's a big thing you got to look at. Well, there are reports out right now that there is a current Oklahoma assistant that was out with Bob Stoops, the interim yesterday recruiting, but then separately texting other recruits on behalf of USC. So that's a developing situation uh, between Oklahoma and USC. Speaking of NCAA violations, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, joins us here. Sports agent, insider, sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And if you have a personal injury matter, it's Lawler & Associates. Decades of trial experience. They're looking out for you. Wanttolawyerup.com. Any personal injury matter, slip and fall, automobile, bicycle, boating, you name it. Pat Lawler has fought for those victims. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys free consultation at want to lawyer up.com let's talk about that school in the south university of miami we sit here it is december 1st there is no ad manny diaz is still employed as the head football coach how unenviable of a spot is this for manny and his agent at this point uh it's difficult but not really he has a nice buyout if they let him go yeah uh, so you don't want to be in a place where the ad is not your guy that makes it extremely difficult, and if you don't succeed, then you're cut halfway through the year. It kills the recruiting process. It kills the morale. So I agree with what they're doing. They need to get an AD ASAP, and I think not hiring an outside firm to help them and doing it internally. You know, so think about it, Minikin. If you hire an AD, what are you paying them? Maybe three to five hundred thousand. Yeah. You hire a head coach, you're paying them five to ten million. Yeah. So you know. It's a big difference, but they need to get there, get it together, and that's been an issue in Miami for 20-something years. What is the benefit of using a search firm? Miami is using a search firm for their AD search. Jack Swarbrick, the AD for Notre Dame, said yesterday, nope, no search firm for a head coach. I'm going to be the search firm. What are the pros and cons of a search firm? Well, the pros are is you have professionals out there who have worked with all these universities, know all athletic directors, know all the head coaches, they dig in, although they do make mistakes sometimes with Sarkeesian when they hired him at USC, didn't know he was drunk, excuse my expression, but had a drinking problem. Yeah. Um, and, and the matter is, is that they help. They've been in the business. They're able to uncover uh, issues with a head coach uh, that may come up again, and now you're going through the carousel. Dealing with just the athletic department, Jack up at Notre Dame, I think they can handle it. It's Notre Dame. You know, they have their tentacles out everywhere, but I... I mean, twenty-five to fifty grand to hire a firm to help out, I think, is well worth it in the long run. Sure, and you're right. Notre Dame has a type, so it makes a little bit more sense uh, up there in South Bend. Pat, really appreciate it, and uh, you cleared up some things and debunked some things I actually had thought about these coaching searches. But we're in unprecedented times. It's fun, but it's also holy hell! I can't believe how much money's being thrown around college football. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk next week. Okay. Thanks, Ken. Be good. Be safe. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, want to lawyerup.com. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5GT. It's where you're going to love to go get yourself an automobile. So many Kias, so much selection, and they take such good care of you as well, especially if you have some poor credit. I've been there. I've lived it. I know it. I feel like I'm one bad uh, month away from getting back into bad credit situations, but they are looking out for you. They have a credit clinic on site. What other dealership has that? They have bankrupts on site to help find a creditor to make sure that they can get you in the automobile you're looking for. Something safe, something efficient, something that you want or need at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Check out the selection, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. That's GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. You're going to love going there. Just take it from me. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. We'll return, Tina and I. 
and we'll wrap things up. She's Christina Costanza, the home team. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. It has been such a bad week for Tua haters. Hate to be you. Tua Tungavailoa is quickly becoming a very good NFL quarterback. but Quickly? It's been 12 weeks. So many, well, 16 technically. He's played 16 games Oh, now. okay. That didn't help you. But so many people just want to poo-poo him. National media, local media, cover the Dolphins, love to bury him because they were so pro-Fitzpatrick. Want you to check out this comparison. This is courtesy of CBS. Kyler Murray. The nation loves Kyler Murray. His first 16 games against Tua's first 16 games. Kyler Murray, 3,722 passing yards. Tua, a couple hundred behind at 3,515. Touchdown to interceptions. Kyler Murray, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Tua, 21 touchdowns, 11 picks. And Tua won the only head-to-head between these two. Completion percentage, Tua 67, Kyler Murray 64.4. Passer rating, Tua 90.5, Kyler Murray 87.4. Record, Tua 9-7, Kyler Murray 5-10-1. It's getting harder and harder to deny that Tua is actually pretty good. And the only reason you can keep burying him is if you keep moving the goalposts to define what's good. Sucks to be if you think Tua's bad. Thanks to Christina Costanza. I'm Ken Levicka. Back tomorrow, Ken Levicka Live, ESPN 106.3.